Good love our gracious queens Are throughout their just queens Their time has come United Queendom Here at United Queendom, we're big fans of box menswear. For boxers, briefs, jocks, tracksuits, swimwear and so much more, head over to boxmenswear.com for stellar deals, worldwide shipping and some killer eye candy. We'd like to start this episode with a special message from Candy Muse. Uh, we got we got an exclusive quote from her team, which was really great that they sent us that. So thank you. Oh my god, that's so wonderful. I mean <laughs> I do I, I felt like there was a lot of talk about Tasmania in there. A bit too much a bit too much Singer Street's American, but is, is, is she from there? <laughs> I actually watched a documentary about Tasmanian devils the other day. Do you know they're going extinct? They're really horrible as well. I've actually I've actually been to Tasmania. It was awful actually. I went there travelling. We um and by the time <laughs> But I think we were being too loud in a cafe, and they're all a bit—they're all slightly backward over there. And, ah, um, isn't it's, that it's, racist? It's like a really, no, it's like a really small island. Oh my god, Aussies will tell you they're backward as well. It's sort of like—it's sort of like Cornwall, but if Cornwall was had been chopped off of England and floated away for for decades upon decades, and um, we went <laughs> and we went there, and um, we were making too much noise in the cafe, and then. Um, and then basically some of the locals came up to us outside and said that we should leave the island. <laughs> no, well, some of them were quite cute, but they're, they're now dying of this disease where they've got these big growths coming off their face. Is that what happens to Candy Muse? <laughs> we can't get yeah, good segue back. So we can't keep talking about <laughs> Tasmanian devils. So everyone this week is talking about Untucked because usually these days Untucked is a big non-event compared to what it used to be. But mm. this week it all kicked off and it's really hard to watch Untucked in the UK. It's almost impossible. I don't know but if it's, you... But, it's, but it's, if you look on Netflix, like, Season 11 and season 12 is on it. So why haven't they just put it up every week like they put up the show every week? What's they, the problem? They do add Untucked onto Netflix, but they add it after the season finishes, which makes no sense because it's like... No, se- no sense. It's, it's <laughs> do you don't want to watch it then? It's in a chronological order, the show. So it's not like... It just doesn't make sense. But but I have seen clips. Have you seen the clips of, of the big argument that everyone's talking about, Sam? I saw it's between Candy Muse and Tamisha, isn't it? It is. And thank you to listeners Demi and Joseph for sending us the clips because they're aware that I am a Luddite who can't manage the internet at all. But <laughs> yeah, they've been kicking off and Tamisha Iman was coming for Candy and they were mm. even threatening violence. Candy was mm. calling everyone arrogant. Calling me arrogant. Am I arrogant? Am I arrogant? I'll go, you out, go. <laughs> And saying people need to be self-aware and need to read the room. And I mean, she just seems like a massive hypocrite, really. And, and I mean massive. Yes. But um, yes. but a lot of you haven't seen Untucked and we haven't really seen it. So we, let's get into the main episode before that. And obviously we start, as we always do, with a good old fashioned rating. And my beautiful co-host, Sam Dalla, do you want to go <sighs> first? Ladies first. Well, I am going to give this episode a seven. A seven, really? Do you want to explain yes. yourself? Um, well, yes, I mean, I'm going from, you know, I'm I'm using our patented one to ten. And um, yeah. seeing as anyone who listens to the UK recap, I gave it a, a full old hard on nine and convinced you two by the end. This is, I mean, I didn't love this. I thought it was a good episode, but it, it wasn't earth shattering like the UK one. So I did, I did enjoy it. At six is a bit rude, so it's it's a seven from me. See, bitch, we are just completely two sides of the same coin. Is that the... um? Is that the saying? Because I'm going for a hard nine, like you did earlier. Shut! S-T-F-U! 
and I'm not being bullied this time. I'm sticking to my guns because the reason I didn't give this a 10 is because the episode was very infuriating with a lot of annoying things happening. But mm. it was very, very entertaining, I thought. And very memorable. I think this is an episode we'll be talking about in years, years to come. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you you might be, but I don't think I'm going to be. Well, I don't, I don't have a lot going on, Sam. So you know that I have to <laughs> I have to drag these things out. No pun intended. So the, we begin the episode. Kamora is no Mora, and no one really seems bothered. They're just like, oh, and then they carry on. I, I did like I did like the fact they gave us a very mini clip of her in the um her, her, her is the tree again, just to remind you how shit it was. But they didn't they didn't go for the iconic. I was rooting for us. They did the. The leave joke instead, because they thought it was overly milked. And she fucked that up as well. Oh, she she fucked up all three of those lines spectacularly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Candy starts straight away saying that she thinks Elliot with two T's should have been in the bottom. So do you, where do you fall on this? Do you think it's like... (laughs) I'm actually, I'm sick of Candy doing this. Because I mean, like, Candy has, Candy has not come across well at all so far. No. And this and, and this episode she's coming across even worse. Like, I mean, she's just come across as really almost bullying. And I think she's got this you know, and the, you know, and the fact that she's got that sneer always on her chops doesn't help things. And um and there's more there's more to that later, like the fact that she doesn't listen or she doesn't even consider what um her words are about or what even sometimes, you know, like mental health is about at some point later on. But here I think like there was no need to do that. And then when they and then I know I'm skipping forward very slightly, but when she she comes for her she comes for Elliot with two T's again because she says, Oh she stole the bags that I wanted, sort of thing. And it's just like, all right, you've clearly got a problem here. Yeah, it's like she just, it does feel like she's just finding reasons to come after Elliot with two T's. But luckily, Elliot with two T's is very resilient with one T because she just keeps (laughs) taking it. And like, I think if it was me, I would be kind of going back into high school flashbacks, like crying. And well, Mm. I'd probably be attacking back. But like, Mm. uh, but Elliot seems to be kind of taking it in a stride. And she's saying in confessional, Mm. I'm here to win, not listen to peasants, which kind of caught me off guard. I was like, wow, peasants. I love, I love it. I don't, I don't, I, America, American people don't really use pe- the word peasants very often, but we use it over here and, and it's, you know, rude and highly amusing. <laughs> and then um, Candy then gets into it with Simone because, um, not with Simone, but she says Simone is her biggest competition and that riles up Tamisha, mm, who takes mm. that as a personal insult. So, But I think well, the thing with Tamisha is that she takes things... For everybody else, she vo- she vocalizes things for everybody else. So she was really speaking up for the group as opposed to her. She was like, well, "Don't say that." There's a load of other queens here, not just not just Simone. And also, like, oh my god, again, Candy, where are you getting off? Thinking that you are just one below. She also thinks she also thinks that she that she was you know a hair's breadth away from winning last week's challenge when you weren't. You just you you just did a big you know you just did a big bouncing performance of what you always do, and then did a shit. Shitty look on the um on the runway. So you weren't in second place, and you're not in. You know, it's not Simone, and then you, and then the rest of the cast. Come on, and no, no wonder Tamisha spoke up. And Candy probably would have lip synced in the opening episode, um, where they did the what was the group number called? Congratulations, but they didn't yeah. have a bottom two that week. So she kind of yeah. fluffed up that one. Her one runway so far was pretty bad. So she's not, it's not like she's slaying this competition. So this this ego that's coming, it seems to be not very well justified. I'm thinking, hello, hello, Aja, all is forgiven. Yeah, it's very Aja because Aja, but Aja wasn't even deluded. She was like, 
was aware she was doing badly in the competition. That was why it annoyed her that Valentina was doing so well. well that's what I mean. I'm not surprised that she booted Candy out. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Aja herself was thought of as like aggressive and quite fiery. But it seems like, God, she met her match with this... <laughs> crazed drag daughter that she brought into the world but luckily the only person i think on the show who can stand up to candy is tamisha and i feel like that's why she views it as her responsibility to bring her down a peg or two and she actually says it lights a fire under her to she feeds off negativity which is quite a strange (laughs) strange thing to say i've had a few friends that feed off negativity and like you know the more you say poisonous stuff the more it heals them Oh, yeah. I like my five a day with negativity. I like five doses of toxicity every day. But uh, this feud is shaping up to be quite big. I think it's going to be the biggest since um, Evie and Silky, which was season 11. And and similarly to that, it's like one like large, very loud person and then one person who's just completely fearless and confident. And it's just like, oh, is this going to run and run and run? I, I don't know if they'll both be around long enough for it to, but... I don't think they will, because I don't think either of them are set for the top three. But I think Candy's, you know, big, loud voice and not having any any seemingly any self-awareness at all. And Tamisha is like, Tamisha is the, not the person you want to argue with because she is like clearly a decent human being. She's got so much experience. So that is why on earth would you go? You should, you know, treat her with reverence, not, you know, be a cunt to her sorry absolutely and another thing i mean i know she doesn't look it but she is uh, older isn't she was she 54 did she say i, I can't know. remember now either, either 53 or 49 i couldn't remember and she's um she's a cancer survivor so it's like you kind of have to have a little bit of respect i mean i know, she, I know. in in untucked she was just kind of saying you're not a star get out of here i'm like bitch this is the she's the head of like a legendary house mm. like step step back a moment or like or like take take a take a beat to actually think about who you're speaking to and whether you need to speak with a little bit more respect come on She's acting like a big baby, which is very fitting because the mini challenge this week was Baby Got Back. And a bit of a strange <laughs> mini challenge, but they, they do tend to be strange. Can, can I say this was an immediate point off, maybe even two points off, because I have a real, real bugbear, right? In general, like, I cannot... I find it really creepy and distasteful when adults dress up or act like act like babies or children like i hate those fucking adverts where they've got adults and they uh, and they are speaking and they're speaking with like the voice of a toddler do you know what i mean um i, I honestly the whole thing makes you feel really uncomfortable and gross and an adult going goo goo gaga with a nappy on and makeup the whole thing made me feel really quite nauseous you didn't say that last week when you were changing my nappy <laughs> but that's because that's because <laughs> that's because you needed milking afterwards and i didn't mind that in fairness that was a sexual thing so it was not for comedy. We were. <laughs> that is the thing, though, isn't it? The, the baby fetish where men change other men, oh, and women. I think. I, I women think change women, women change like a man. Like a man says, like you know, a bad boy sort of thing, or like, um, or that you you put them in a big nappy and they please suckle change on, me, su- please. Yeah, suckle on, suckle on big, suckle on, suckle on tits or something. I, I mean, that's I can't get that out of my mind when I see this, and it's not. It's not cute. It's not cute. So it's not... You've lost a couple of points there for me just for that. So when people do the baby sex fetish, do they actually do go in the nappy or do they just change and like is it a pretend thing or is it like you actually are... i don't really know because i think um because also it must be a sex it must be a sex thing so obviously so they're well, changing yeah. the nappy but but do they have 
But do they have a hard on while they're in the nappy? Do they have sex afterwards? I don't understand. Because <laughs> nappies won't accommodate a hard on. Because ba- depends how God. depends how big and squashy the the nappy is. <laughs> and if, it, and if it's an adult nappy, I'm sure you could you could pretty much do a big full on dookie in it, and it's not going to ooze out the sides. Well, I was actually going to ask you to do an impression of a baby in light of this mini challenge, but I guess you're not going to because you're so creeped out by it. <laughs> no, I don't want... Wah! I'm a baby! Well, you can't even... How does one even do one on a podcast, an impression of a baby? It's just rank. <laughs> well, I think Joey J would agree with you because she barely dresses up as a baby for the mini challenge. Mm. She just wears yeah. her normal... I mean, basically, she wears something more chic than what she's been wearing on the runway. But she um, <laughs> she should relate to a baby, really, because they also don't wear wigs. But instead, she just <laughs> walks on, does a little shimmy and walks off. But um... I know a few babies that wear wigs, actually. <laughs> Do you know what? That is one thing that I will say that is funny. A baby in a wig is fucking hilarious. Oh, that'll be season 14. There's not enough baby <laughs> representation on Drag Race. We need to cast more babies. And there'll be no, there isn't. But, but I, also have to, I also have to say, one of our um, our favourite underwear bra- brands comes in full force um, at the beginning of this uh, mini challenge. Oh my God, I totally missed that. Because they are wearing, um, they are wearing a box, pink briefs for... Um, for the the um the because they only they don't come in the the pit crew they're on like a very small VT but um yeah dancing around pretending to be babies in box undies. Oh my god! See, we keep good company. The same partnership brands as Drag Race. You couldn't make it up. I know, right? You couldn't you you couldn't make it up, and we didn't make it up this time. <laughs> Did we make it up? I don't know. <laughs> um, um, Lala re-wins the baby mini challenge. Um, we won't be hearing La La wins, I think, very much more often in this season. Well, I have to say... By what happens later, but... She is lucky she has that bouncing booty because she <laughs> bounces it here and wins and then she bounces at the ends and saves herself. Um, that is... That's pretty... I mean, like, her comedy stylings were a lot... Very similar when she wins this challenge to later on in the show. So I think, you know, she's she is lucky for that, is all I can say. Take that booty away and she would be sashaying away in no time. Yep, I agree. But we'll get to the whole outfit thing later because I'm I'm still a, a little bit traumatized by it to be honest. I think we we need we needed a trigger warning before this episode. I think it's this season's <laughs> sherry pie moment. Is warning <laughs> we're going to be showing you a, quite a horrendous outfit that may trouble your sleep for years to come. <laughs> bits bits dropping off if like like a like a leper in heat. Well, the bloody outfit yeah it wanted to jump off didn't it? It wanted to commit suicide I imagine. <laughs> So we find out that obviously this is the bag ball, which we're of course calling the bag of brown ball. The bag of brown ball, thank you. It is the bag of brown ball. I mean, you couldn't make that up. Wait, we just said that. (laughs) And we did make it up. We made up bag of brown. But, um, oh no, we didn't, did we? It is a thing. I wanted sort of, sort of. (laughs) I wanted to start a fun game where every time we say it on the podcast, Everyone listening at home can do like a hit of heroin as like a, you know, like a play along thing. Do you think that'd be fun? Or like a, um, they could chase the dragon and just have a little, a little, a little puff. Just a little bit, just to like perk up the, you probably do need little... heroin to enjoy this. <laughs> no, please don't do that. That is a joke. That we don't is a do joke. It. We, we did make um, it endorse up. it. Sponsored by heroin. Um, <laughs> but the categories, because we're getting 36 fucking looks this week. Jesus Christ. I know. Three categories. One is you do like a pun. Um, the first one, so they call it mixed bag. So could yeah. you think, we're quite a punny podcast. What kind of bag pun might you have tried to go with? <laughs> Maybe like Bagatha Christie or... Ah! 
or bagpuss, um, bagpussy, something like that. Yeah, bagpussy's on fire. Yeah, I thought yeah, um, yeah. the only thing I could think of because they did pretty much cover all bases was like scrotum, ball bag, realness. A ball maybe. bag, and you could you could have had like ball like balls all over you, ball bag. Yeah, yeah, like pubes in for fringe and like. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, like balls, actual like balls, physical like like footballs, or you know, not like actual big hairy plastic balls. Oh, but then if it was footballs, there wouldn't be a um, bag reference, would there? Yeah, so yeah, it's a ball bag. That's why. That's why what your Tesco's are in is called a ball bag, is because in sports you put all the balls in a ball bag at the end of training. Listen, bitch, I feel like I don't even know you anymore. Can I just tell the <laughs> listeners that when I joined this call today before we started recording, Sam and Moon were having a full blown conversation about football, and I went off the call to check that I hadn't intercepted with some frequency <laughs> from another dimension. And Sam, you were talking full on about like. What was his name? John Terry? No. Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard being fired and how you did... <laughs> what the hell? He was he was fired from, from Chelsea this week. We're not going to go in about it now, but I was, I was, it was nice to talk to someone about it because I, I had questions. <laughs> well, I had fucking questions. I was like, I went away from the call for one second to get some headphones, come back and you guys are literally two lads in the pub. Lads, lads, lads. Bishop of Banterbury or Archbishop of... <laughs> Like, talking about fucking football. And I'm like, what is I'm this? I'm sorry, I've let you down. I've let you down. <laughs> and um, the second look they have to do is money bags. And this is a boss look. So essentially, it's just a repackaged executive realness, I think. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and basically, the, everyone seems to just go for a Miranda Priestley vibe in that category mm, these days. Mm, and mm. then look three, I mean... I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but in the ball, you, look three is the one you're mainly judged on because you make it, whereas the other two you are allowed to bring from home. So. Oh, sorry, unless, unless you're uh, Gottmik, that is. Oh, uh, what what do you mean? Because she brought the middle look from home and that's what won it for her. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So usually your third look, how I break it down is 40... Let me get my maths right here. No, <laughs> 60% is the third look and then 20% for look one and two. So okay. basically, even if you slay look one and two, if, if you don't do great on look three, it's not enough to win you the challenge. So it's simple math, really. But you're yeah. right. Gottmik did seem to win based off look two, which was very strange this week. But yeah, they have to make that look... We'll discuss look. that later, though, because I've got more, much more to say. It will be discussed, and I mean disgust, because that's disgusted. what I feel. Disgusted! It was fucking what he is! Um, ooh, Lawrence Cheney's come back. Um, and they have to make this look out of bags, which I think is quite a hard challenge compared mm. to some of the other materials they've had to work with in the past. Mm. Um, but it's not a challenge. But they had bean bags, sleeping bags, they had literally all sorts of bags, because two of them use bean bags, don't they? And I think, um, but like, and obviously little paper bags and la di da di da. So, I mean, there's a, they had a big range, but. Um, Oh my god! The way like, the way they run away from being told what the challenge is, like they're escaping a fucking house fire every time. I don't understand it every single week. It's like, ah! <laughs> are they told to do? Are they told to do that? It's like some sort of some sort of feral sort of you know. I don't get it. <laughs> you sounded like Candy Muse then. <laughs> um, um, but one person who's not freaked out is Utica because she fully knows what she's doing. Um, no. She has got this. Um, well, in the bag, and she's helping Lala Re, but she's also like, I thought she was kind of like talking to her like she was an actual child. Um, this is, do you know what? I just, I just, I just fell in love a little bit with Utica in this bit. It's like, I, it, it's Utica. like, um, Utica, Medica, Utica. <laughs> 
I think it's um, she's, you can see that she's very tender. She's speaking to her like I mean, like more like she would help somebody in a class, like not necessarily a, ch- a child, but like someone who doesn't really understand what they're doing. Da, 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 da. She's like super patient, super sweet. I mean, God, you just cannot. I can't fault you to go this week. She's so kind and so and so sweet. It's just like. You know, sometimes I think like, oh, bless, what the fuck are you doing here? It's almost patronising, really. But then later on, when you see what Lala redoes, you're like, actually, no, it was completely justified the way you were speaking to her. But actually, what we didn't see in the episode is, but Denali tweeted afterwards, is that Utica actually helped every single queen with the sewing. So, I mean, the fact, it makes it even more annoying that she doesn't win. Yeah, exactly. And still managed to make that. I know, but you have to also be judged on what you did. But then what she did also was amazing. So again, mm. we'll get there. But um, I, I... what was the queen in the past uh, past series? I mean, I know I should know where um, they help somebody else so much and then they, they're in the bottom two themselves. Well, it happened with Asia O'Hara in season 10. So she helped everyone and yeah. then was in the bottom three, but didn't have to lip sync. And then yeah. I think maybe it did happen with someone who lip synced, but I can't remember. Mm. But um, yeah, often it, you kind of have to look. It's a bit like Rue always says, you put the mask on yourself before your child. <laughs> yep. <laughs> drag is drag is like a plane crash. You're right. <laughs> Especially this week. And La La Rie, <laughs> when she's learning about the sewing machine, she's not even watching or listening to what Utica's saying. She's just like cutting up Kiki. Oh, I broke the machine, girl. She's just getting her life. And it's like... She's too busy mugging and trying to be comedic when in fact, fucking look at what this someone's trying to help you with. Yeah, bitch. She's obviously got quite a reasonably long amount of time. Yeah. So... You know, get on with it. Well, if you had time to help everyone else and do that, then Lalaurie surely had time to, well, honestly, I, I need to breathe. I need to count to 10. I need a Valium. <laughs> yes, calm down. But we finally addressed Tamisha and Lala, the whole story with them. So Tamisha did put Lalaurie in drag for the first time. So technically she is a drag mm. mother, but they haven't talked in years. And it seems like there may be some sort of tension between them mm. and i do like i do like it when tamisha says um well you know te- technically she is my drag daughter but i know the kids back home would hate it would hate it if i said that so obviously like her actual drag kids would be like you fucking say that bitch is your daughter we're gonna kill you when you get back here well especially after what she makes in this yeah this episode you're like we do not want to be associated with this no. with that outfit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it seems like she, what happened was she had the bags, these paper bags, she wanted to make a dress and then she thought she had more than she had. But even if she'd had loads, the the pattern she was making, it's hard to imagine that. I just don't know what she was thinking. I can, I can see, I can think I can see what she's thinking because I think it's like a, she was thinking like a long gown to the floor with all the, like, all, it's like a sort of like a checkerboard effect with the purple and the pink like all the way down but then she did a didn't know how to that's probably what was in her head but a she didn't know how to do it and b there wasn't enough bags well i mean i always think if i was on drag race i would not be good in this kind of challenge this would be where i'd end up in the bottom but i still would like to think i could make something that resembled clothing I, I know yes, what clothes yes. look like. So it probably would be hideous. I probably would be in the bottom. I probably would be shit. I'd probably be begging everyone to help me. But I would aim for something that looked like something. I know. This is... I know. Simone is so damn lucky for, for La La Rie this week. Simone is lucky. Yeah, really. Oh lucky yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah. uh, she wouldn't have got away with that if it if it wasn't if it wasn't for um if it wasn't for La La Rie's ultimate awfulness. 
Well, this is something that pisses me off, which we'll probably talk about more later. But like, I do often think in these fashion challenges, if you're a skinny queen, you can basically mm. sometimes get away with just putting a little bit of stuff yeah. on, and you still look good because you're skinny. Oh yeah, like a like a napkin. I like I be, I do. I would say I think it was it Canada where um, Lemon had did one, and it was just falling off, and and it was the yeah, it was the denim challenge. And she was skinny, but and it was just sort of dripping off her, but it looked like shit. And she was ready to fill for that. But like I think with um I know we'll talk about it later, but with Simone, like it it looked like it fitted, but the fact that it was on that amazing body meant that you sort of forgot about it. Stop relying on that body. Yeah. Um we get RuPaul interviewing them in pairs. Uh, to eat up the time. She doesn't want to spend too many hours doing this. <laughs> oh, can I just say, before we get to RuPaul in the workroom, I have to just say another round of applause for Tamisha, who um, turns into Billy Porter for five minutes and um, and, and does like a, and does like a fucking uh, ball right there in the, in the, in the workroom. So oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> just I love because, that. Just because Utica's like, oh, I've never, I've never been to a ball. So, um, <laughs> so, 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 so Demisha goes, yeah, goes all Billy Porter, sorts it all out. And it's just wonderful. And like, it's so sweet. And then everybody comes forth to do something. Then JJ goes to do a death drop and then doesn't and says she's got a bad knee. I got a bad knee. <laughs> <laughs> Which may be why she doesn't dance more later on in the lip sync as <laughs> yeah, well. exactly. When, where did this bad knee come from? Police. Well, I'm surprised Rue hasn't broken something by this manic laughter she's doing because she <laughs> she interviews Candy and Simone and then afterwards she asks Candy what she thought of the whole inner saboteur chat, which we've all heard to, to the point where we could all recite it <laughs> off by heart. And so clearly Candy just drifted off, not listening because it's not about her or, or slagging yeah, off Elliot with two T's. Exactly. Asks her what she thinks, she just goes, I love it! And then RuPaul... <laughs> Same as last week with Utica, just completely has a seizure. And I'm like, <laughs> what <laughs> medication is she on or should be on? Yeah, she is she no, she is on some new medication because she's laughed so much in the British one and this one. I think like, you know, she's um she, yeah, she's possibly possibly on something that has lightened the load of um lockdown, or maybe she's enjoying the time at home, but she seems in a in a very good mood. She thought this was very funny. I mean, I thought it was funny, but I also but I thought it was funny at Candy's expense because she says well, I don't know why I don't know what you mean and uh, she, she was laughing because A you weren't paying attention to her uh, tomes of wisdom which you've heard a million times and B you just went oh I like it like that was the only thing she could think of well that that's the that's the bag that RuPaul needs I think a colostomy bag because I swear she's just like at her age doing all this I mean we bitch about Ru when she's not having fun on the show we bitch about her when she is I mean she can't win but honestly she's manic <laughs> says us screeching all week about heroin <laughs> We get Joey J uh, showing off her scrunchy stripper boots. <laughs> and sp- mm. speaking of stripping, you sent me her naked pictures last week after we talked about them. La- oh, was it Rosé's last? You sent me both, didn't you? There's a lot of naked queens this this well, year. They get sent. They get sent to me, and obviously because you are my co-host, I send them to you. I would never put them public because I'm sure. I'm well, actually, I'm sure. That's revenge porn, isn't it? Yeah, because they were done in a public way, I believe. But I mean, like. You know, something gets sent to me. I haven't gone to look for it and I haven't published it. So I'm sending it to you is obviously so that we could talk about it. But um, yeah, I know we've had Rosé and Joey J and I'm thankful that's all. Well, it's hard. I don't want to see the Candy Muse ones, honestly. I'll pass on that. But Joey J, I couldn't believe it was the same person. I, I, it made me understand the, the crush everyone's having. 
But um, yeah. and then Rose, I have to say this, Sam. You said that Rose disproved my eyebrow theory, but it's not mm. true. I think it's become clear you have abnormally high standards <laughs> in certain areas of the human anatomy. <laughs> Am I right? I've not. I've got abnormally big standards. <laughs> <laughs> You've got twelve-inch standards, and it needs to be brought down a peg or two. <laughs> brought down a cock or two. <laughs> we get I like this... a cock or two. <laughs> We get, um, somehow this manages to be the weirdest part of the episode, despite the baby mini challenge, where we find out that the queens have to accessorise with a coach clutch bag. And then we get... This, I feel like we've slipped into an alternate universe for this bit. Oh my God, Stuart Vevers, Vivers, comes in to tell us about these bags. Dripping with charisma. Talk about star quality. I mean... He should have his own show. I'm not being funny. He should have his own show. Oozing with charm. Life and soul of the party. Why are created these... It had to be British as well. Flat as a pancake. (laughs) We started with the big coach bags and then you stick stuff on them and here they are. It's like someone just plucked him off the street and threw him on TV and you could could almost (laughs) smell him shitting himself in front of the camera. And also I think like, basically I think what happened is that he's one of... He's obviously rude contact at the at the um at the company whatever and like and he's like and they're like Stuart no no get somebody else to do it who's a bit who's a bit better on TV and Stuart's like no no I know I want to do it I want to do it <laughs> <laughs> like no literally clutching on to the opportunity no honestly Paul from accounts is he he's better than you 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 don't need to do it I'm going to oh no I'm the face of this company and I'm going <laughs> on RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Yeah, you're on in three, three, two. He's like, fuck. <laughs> so my bags. <laughs> I didn't sign these bags, so why am I going on TV? Oh god, he made me feel sick. I mean, no shade. I mean, how is that not shady? <laughs> that is really shady. But I mean, the place, the placed advertisement was just so cringe. Um, which reminds me, United Queendom is sponsored by Cuba, and. Um, <laughs> Speaking of cringe, uh, we find out Candy has a crush on Joey Gay. I'm calling him Joey Gay now. We've only got this episode left of it, so it's not going to be a thing, but there we go. But Candy doesn't like Joey. And a bit chasey, a bit chasey again, isn't it? Oh, it's a bit me too. Hashtag me too. But she doesn't like her taste level. She she thinks that Joey should quit drag, marry her, and then she'll sustain them both. Oh, really? How's that with your shitty looks and your moody face? I think I'd rather be homeless than married to Candy Muse than be Mrs. Candy Muse. <laughs> me too. <laughs> You'd be like, Candy, will you marry me? My answer is... <laughs> He'll get on top and you'll be candy crushed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't. You're making me sound very ill. Um, on to something more important. We'll have to keep it together. The Queens discuss uh, Black Lives Matter. which. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is, a, this is a really heavy and sad moment, obviously very important. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually I find it annoying in Drag Race when they address the political issues, but obviously this mm. one, because last year it was such a huge global moment, it almost would be, like, wrong to not bring it up in the series. So it's really mm. good that they all get a chance to talk about it, and um, t- seeing La La Ree break down in tears was really moving and heartbreaking, wasn't it? Really heartbreaking, and um, and I think for people... Because over here in Britain, it, is, it isn't the same, and um, you know, and, and the police aren't the same. I know there are obviously elements. There are elements of you know similarity and things. You know, things slip through the net always, but um, it's a genuine fear over there. And I've watched a lot of uh, programs where um, 
black parents have to tell their children, boys mainly as well, what to do if you're stopped by the police. And that's a, a thing countrywide. And like, and that that is what this was all about. And that is how scary it is. Like, and that's why he was being so, like Lala was so upset about it because it is an actual, like an actual worry that they got killed as a, just just because they're black basically. Because they, they immediately, for some reason, the police like get this thing in their head that they're a criminal or something, or they're gonna have concealed weapons. I mean, there's so much to it, obviously, to unpack, but um, it's, it's really that bad. Well, it's the fact as well that the police in America know they can do that because they, they aren't held accountable. I mean, mm. I think that's finally slightly changing because this, this case with George Floyd was so high profile. But yeah. for years, policemen have shot unarmed um, black people, usually men, and then had paid suspension and then returned to the force or like never mm. faced jail. Mm. So it's like when, when that's the message, basically the message is to everyone like, that you can do this and you can get away with it. And it's just, obviously, it's despicable. Exactly. Um, and before it, that's the whole point is, is that it shows to people that black lives don't matter. So that is why the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, arrived, because they do matter. And what has happened before that meant that they didn't. Yes, exactly. And then they also address the deaths of black trans women, which is good, because even though yeah. obviously Black Lives Matter, you can't push the message enough it is something everyone's talking about, whereas it does feel like the the deaths of black trans women is not getting the attention that it is, considering how shocking mm. the statistics mm. are. Shocking um, statistics. So shocking if you look at them and, and you actually, you know, consider if that was a larger section of society, you know, fucking, like, and the percentages were the same. Well, that's why it's good. That, I mean, Drag Race is a huge show now. Like when we started watching it, it was a niche show for mm. just us gays. But now like everyone's watching it. So to have that addressed on mm. this platform is can only be a good thing. So it's good to see. Well, exactly. I mean, these things, I mean, you know, even this week um, when did you see Jojo Siwa came out? Do you know who that is? I, I know from the Canadian Snatch Game. But I don't oh, know. Oh right, yeah, exactly. She is a hell. She is a um she's a child star. She was in Dance Mums season five and six. And um she is fucking huge for um children and adolescents and she's seventeen and um she's still rocking this um big old side side pony and um she's she's got about uh, one and a half billion views, about twelve million subscribers on her um on her channel on youtube and she's come out as um lgbt and she's only 17 and um so many of her followers are children like including my little niece and um you know they instantly have like an ally should they be questioning anything i think it's amazing oh yeah definitely like representation matters so much i always i think i've mentioned on the podcast before but how much it meant to me when brian dowling won big brother because it was like yeah. the biggest popularity contest in the country at the time and i was like yeah. wow like being gay doesn't have to just be a bad thing like people mm. like brian dowling they voted for him in millions to win mm. and it just gives you that sometimes there's when you don't feel like you can talk about stuff you don't have anyone to talk to like a little thing to look up to like that can really get yeah. you through the day can't it really? massively and especially if you're young and especially seeing as um you know, they learn kids, they're younger and younger learning about LGBT stuff, and rightly so, because, you know, if you learn from a young age, like, I mean, David was saying the other day how his um, niece knows that I'm his, I'm the boyfriend, and she's like two or three or something, and it's like, they need to, like, because they, because kids don't have any kind of prejudices, so if they grow up and they never get them, then they would never get them if they never taught them. 
Well, I'm not surprised she knows. You and David are all over each other like a rash. <laughs> you can't miss it. You can see it from miles off. <laughs> and a big hello to Amelia and Sam and Luke, by the way, in case they're listening. Um, and uh, sending love to B Monroe as well. Uh, I said I'd do a shout out because she's an avid listener and we're very grateful. Um, <laughs> and um, RuPaul gets her legs out again on the runway this week. It's a bit of like a throwback. She did that on Drag Race UK a lot. So she's um, and looking good, I would say. She looks quite pretty this week, as does Michelle. Yeah, gorgeous. Gorgeous. Lovely, lovely wigs. And Michelle's got her, um, got her she's making the most of her grey streak. And yeah, which I have now noticed, you're right, is every week. <laughs> and another returning element is Nicole Byer. She's back already. Where back, was she back, back when, again? When, when was she? When was she on last? Was it this? Not this series, was it? It was last week. Was it last week? No. Two weeks ago. No, last week was Lonnie Love. Was last week? Oh, so she was the week before. Yeah. Well, I think um, it's because. I, I predict this might be happening all season because this was filmed in the pandemic. Obviously, mm. they're only going to be able to use people who are in LA, which is ripe with celebrities. But mm. I think a lot of the time, a lot of the big international guest stars they had lined up probably had to cancel because of the pandemic. So we might see less, slightly less famous local stars popping up, I think. Yeah, and World of Wonder also produces um, Nicole Byer's show. Ah, so she's like part they, of the family. Well, and they probably they're probably filming on the same goddamn lot, so she probably just literally goes over there in the same hair and makeup. Well, and she people are calling for her to be a regular judge now. Um, she is brilliant. She is she's brilliant. So you, get, good. You, could, you could get rid of you could get rid of any of the other ones, frankly. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't want to lose anyone. Um, if I had to choose, probably probably Ross, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get rid of anyone. But if I had to choose, definitely Ross. I don't want to get. I don't want to get rid of any of them, but I do think Ross should be killed. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ross I think. Can't. I think maybe. I think maybe she should be added to the pool of um, of regular judges. I think. Oh, you sound like Michael Barrymore. I'm just <laughs> oh, Christ! <laughs> Sorry. Um, right, we have to get on with these looks because there's 36. Or should we go through each contestant and say what we thought overall of their presentation? Yes, I think that is best because um, yeah. that is how I've done it in my notes. <laughs> Me too. God, we're so sympathetic. Oh is my that God, a word? we're peas. We're peas in a pool. I mean, a pod. <laughs> I've peed in a pool. Um, <laughs> is simpatico a word? Yes. Oh, good. Um, right, first up, Denali. So I thought she could have been in the top. She, mm. I loved the outfit she made, although it did look a bit crafty. It was a bit wonky. But the Day of the Dead, the makeup was amazing. Oh God, yeah, that was that was a that was a stunning look. And I think and I think with all three looks this week, she could she would have been definitely in the top had the top not been so high quality. And I loved for her Cruella money bags look when she Fantastic, had the the yeah. long fingernail and cigarette thing was a nice mm. touch. I think maybe yeah. her airbag let her down a little bit, but um, <laughs> her airbag let her down. I didn't even mean that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I mean we should have started. With... It was a bit crafty. You're right. It just looked. It just. It did look a bit like it was part of a design challenge. Well. Crafty needs a whole new word because we're talking mm. about Lala Re next. So, oh my days! So let's. So she did bag of bones. Wait, no, first. we're not. Talk, we're talking about Ivy. We're talking about Joey J next. Oh shit! I've cut ahead. So I just can't wait to bitch about Lala Re. Joey J. <laughs> you've done. You've done it so much already. <laughs> we can bitch about. We can bitch about Joey J with with pleasure. So she does the the Ivy bag look, which uh, can we discuss this right? Okay, so I do. I get. 
Because when they have the big thing with the judges and she's like, they, they try and say it's poison ivy, poison ivy. No, it's just it's just ivy. Like, ivy just looks like that. It doesn't make it poison ivy. Yes, so why I, do they keep saying it's poison ivy? I think that's what Joey was saying. I think she did get the double meaning. She just was saying it wasn't poison ivy, it was ivy. So it's ivy and ivy. But because yeah. I, they sound the same, it was looking like she didn't even get the joke of her own outfit. I know, I know, but, but I did. I did think she get it, and when they, I do, and her sour face where they were trying to say, "Can't you get it? Aren't you getting it?" And she's like, "Yes, I am getting it. It's, it's my outfit. It's ivy. It's not poison ivy." I mean, maybe the, the judges because it looked like the ivy was going in her veins, and maybe that should have been poison ivy. I guess it. I guess it could have been, but um, it wasn't. So. You know, stop trying to tell someone what their outfit's about. Well, I think maybe they thought, because a lot of the looks are made for them with the first and second look, so maybe they actually thought the designer had done the double meaning, but Joey J hadn't even got her own (laughs) thing. Um, well, that, but, doesn't that just doesn't that just say fucking everything again? The difference between the UK and UK and America. Like, have you got fucking anyone from from no one's no one's made their costumes for them in Scotland? That's for sure. <laughs> um, I did. I didn't mind her second look, which was where she had the eye patch, and I thought she didn't wear the wig. She had the red thing on, and she did a little binary nod with the. And yeah, I get, I get that, I get that. But then having what I really liked it because it was a bit Annie Lennox, etc. And um, but when I looked at it the second time, if you forget the fact that that's her hair, and you forget, and you take off the eye patch, it is just a jacket and just a jacket and pants. It just looks like you know, like a you're going to a cocktail party. Yeah, it's very basic. I think my expectations are so low for JoJ. If she looks <laughs> almost decent, I'm like, wow, that was a serve. But actually, yes. you're right. It's very basic. And her third outfit was awful. I mean, <laughs> it was this polka dot. I get. I, she said the Madonna reference, which I did get Madonna with the hair and makeup. But mm. I mean, there's absolutely no shape. And like post Vanjie, everyone... If there's one thing on a design challenge you need, it's a silhouette. Everyone knows yeah. that. Like, what yeah. was that meant to look like? I get it. I understand it's supposed to be, you know, like a load of material covering up the shape. I mean, I know she, I've seen it before on the catwalk and I know the kind of thing that she was going for. But like, we know it was simply because you can't say you've just glued it all together. And that's why it looks like that. So and then, and in fact, even even if, you know, Candy, who's obsessed with you, says it's shit, then you know it's shit. <laughs> and a lot of people said this week they thought Candy should have been in the bottom but oh. I think that's because Candy's annoying everyone but I think Joey J absolutely deserved the bottom two spot I mean there's a clear I'm worst of the week yeah. Yeah, but I think 100%. Joey J was the definitely the second worst and to get to the worst now I can finally get there Lalari <laughs> and I do think it's funny that JJ and Lalari are both sat at the table when Lou, when uh, Rue talks to them that's, that's just the, he, should, he should have just said at the time you two are going to be in the bottom two aren't you basically with should we just skip the challenge because clearly that's where it's going <laughs> cut out the middle man <laughs> yes I mean, her second look was good, where she uh, she looked beautiful facially this week, which was with the in the African dress with the bald head. Yeah, yeah, she, she looked really good. It was a shame to see such a beautiful face on such. I mean, the second look I liked, and then the first one was kind of shit, but like. No, super super shit. You have to look bones. at it. You yeah. have to look at it from the perspective of all 
drag races, I think. And what you could have done with Bag of Bones and that, I mean, like, the bottom was a bag, that was great, but the way you could have done this illusion was like a whole skeleton springing out could have been yeah. amazing. But in fact, it was just like a fucking black bodysuit with singular bones pinned on here and there. It looked awful. It could have been like a whole skeleton. That would have been amazing, wouldn't it? And that's the thing, I think, why a lot of people are so offended by what La La Ree did this week, because it's one thing to be shit. Obviously, we see a lot of shit outfits because <laughs> a lot of people can't sew, a lot of people can't design. If it's not your forte, obviously, that's not your fault. But mm. she didn't try. It looked very lazy. Like, mm. oh, this isn't my thing, so I'm not even going to put any effort in. I'm just going to... I wondered if maybe she knew, because she's a good lip syncer, like, oh, this week I am going to be in the bottom, even if I try. So I'm just going to not try and then turn it out later. I don't I know. Don't, I don't think that is... Um... You know, you, you you don't deserve to be in the competition if that's if that's you know just if that's your attitude. Frankly, um, I think you sh- you have to give each one your all, and this wasn't even close. I mean, I'm hoping it wasn't close, but I mean the fact that that last bag, I mean, like get someone else to help you or something. It was falling apart when she was walking down the runway. And Utica did help her. That's the sad thing. I know. And then she put a purse on her head to hope to distract from it, and it's like, <laughs> no, bitch, no. Um, <laughs> I like that bit <laughs> The person who surprised me Was Elliot with two T's uh, I thought the look she made Which is the most important one The pink and white coat um, w- Looked really good Like I almost thought Did she bring that coat with her But she obviously didn't Because everyone had to make it And she made it out of a beanbag And she made she made a whole fucking Decent looking coat I mean it might not have like Fit perfectly Which is why she had it on her shoulders But it still looked so It still looked great And what she had underneath Looked great I mean it was pretty amazing To be fair She's doing well considering she had such a terrible start to the competition. But I did hate her gift bag look, I have to say, as well. Oh, my God. The gift... I that's. I think that's when she... I was still trying to work out in my head which looks they had to make themselves, I think, by the time she was coming on. Because the bag of bones one looked like she'd made it that week as well. And then Elliot came on with this yeah. gift, gift bag look and it looked like she'd made that. Um, because it was... It, she just... I mean, it was just, you know, a mini dress with a ruffle on the top and... That was awful. They might have made them the other looks. It's just you're allowed to bring them with you. But they might have made oh. them and brought them. But I think if you've got money, usually you would pay someone to do it. Or if you've got all the time in the world, you could do something better. Yeah, I'm sure Tamisha made all of hers. and But the, none of them looked that nice. That was the issue. Oh, you're talking about Tamisha now? Yeah. Yes. She did the old woman, which was just a bit like, okay... A suit with an old with old lady makeup and wig. <laughs> she said she did, had a peacock feather on the green business outfit, but it was actually an ostrich feather, so that was a lie. <laughs> but I, I have to say, I did really like the um, the money one, and uh, but I was but I'm with Nicole Byer when she said, um, you know, it looks real life, it looks classy, real life. It doesn't really look drag. She looked again, which is, I think the problem with Samisha sometimes. She looks like, you know, she's. Um, a classy lady going to, you know, an event. <laughs> in fairness, like, as she said earlier about the ball culture, that's her culture. And in the ball culture, mm. you are meant to actually look... When they say realness, realness they mean yeah, yeah. passable. So I guess she t- did what she... Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, because that isn't... 
because she never goes for costumey. She that like I mean, if that's money bags, she looks like if you, she could be walking down the street and you'd think, oh, classy lady, money bags. But if the other person, if the other ones are walking down the street, you'd be like, that's a drag queen. <laughs> Faux show, um, but yeah. I thought her third, her third look showed that she is a talented seamstress. But I mean, it just the colours didn't go. It was busy. It was just mm. I didn't like it. It was visually horrible. It, 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 it didn't need the cuffs, and it was boxy. It didn't need the cuffs and the necklace. And mm-hmm. um, and I think if she was going to do that, I I understand less is more. But she should have had like a maybe like a silver wig or something, or done like you know super sci fi makeup. To, I agree. Um, to to yeah. match with it because it just it just looks a bit like slightly normal, slightly draggy, but a bit normal lady makeup and then crazy outfit. Because that's what Simone did. We mentioned it earlier, but she did a not very good outfit, not much effort, but she mm. kind of sold it with a good wig and a good presentation, and obviously exactly. her body. Yeah. So that, um, but did you like her other look, Simone? The big titties. <laughs> I love one. big. I love big titties like that. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously she, obviously that. That had been made for her and it had been made for her to wear it with those big tits because there was no kind of stretching or pulling with the material. So yeah. um, that was clever. And um, I loved the whole pink suit, fifth element vibe. So oh, um, I didn't she... like that. Oh, no, I did. Was I love the fifth element anyway. And I think um, it was it was nice and sci fi. It didn't fit amazingly, but it was, you know, like they're all three looks where she was yeah you know they built they with your point system even if it was like you know 15 15 15 she still got 45 out of 100 yeah i mean i'm surprised you'd think as a fashion queen she would be able to put together something better so now the front runner i'm thinking maybe she's not going to be the winner i thought she was going to be mm, mm. um the other week simone wore that boxing outfit and then i was very shocked to see olivia the, obviously in the same outfit is that is that, was it the same outfit it wasn't the same outfit it was a different color so obviously it's the same idea and olivia brought it not knowing simone was going to but she saw yeah. her wear it the other week so couldn't you have i mean you have to be resourceful could she not have put together anything else like no one i know but why didn't anybody mention it I know. Well, I think it's because she was safe. I think she, if she'd been in the top or bottom, it would have been mentioned. But I guess yeah. they just thought, well, it's not your fault. But I still think it's a bit inexcusable. But her other outfits were fine. And But the weird thing is... I love the cape. I, lo- I do love a cape, I have to say. Yeah. That was a beautiful cape on that suit. But she, you remember when she kept doing those little bags? And it's like, this is a bag challenge. You'd think it would have been an opportunity for her to incorporate those stupid oh, yes. little bags into the... If ever, oh, yeah. now. Yeah, she sort of dro- she sort of dropped that after um after after episode two until the bag challenge. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Um, got Mick. She does a body bag thing, which I thought looked too costumey, and then oh my god, I agree. It would have it. Um, I mean, I don't mean to bring up Dragula again, but like if this <laughs> had been a Dragula look and body bag, like that would have been full on prosthetics coming out, yeah, and fake blood, and it could. I mean, it was. You'd imagine you could have got that off the rack as a look. It's a bo- look. Look at this body bag outfit. Buy it off the rack. Go back to Party City where you belong, got Mick. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm absolutely baffled by the adoration that this suit got. Because <laughs> I'm just Rue and Michelle acted like it was one of the most iconic, legendary things I've ever seen. I'm like, <laughs> is it one of those things that looks a lot better in person? Because I'm not seeing it at all. What? What the fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> Calm down. I um I loved no. it. I lo- I thought it was stunning. Um, really? It was, yeah, it was super different. And obviously, I think maybe in person because it was all you know rhinestones, etc. I think it must have sparkled quite fabulously. That's why I mean, she says, "Oh, I could stare at it for ages," and you know, and I did think mm, I couldn't stare at it for ages. But I think because <laughs> under under the lights in the studio, it probably looks a lot because you don't because um when it's on film, you don't get the glare from the sparkles really. Do you know what I mean? As much so um. I think they probably got a lot more than we did, but at the same time, it was still beautifully made, beautifully fitted, and um, and the diff and like the detail with the um, the tool bits on the sides and the back, and like that was, I mean, that was beautiful. So um, I can I can get what they're saying, but again, it was brought from home. So well, she just kind of reminds me of a child doing trick or treat. Really, she just doesn't <laughs> seem authentic. And then I kind of the third outfit it, that she made wasn't that bad, but again, I just thought it's because she's like small and skinny that she got away with that and it's like Mm. is it edgy or is it just a few bits of crap stuck on you well it was those um it was those string bags and i've got a few string bags and i know if you opened them up and and i'm pretty much sure i could sew them together as well (laughs) so i I think um i mean i don't think you need to go to fashion school to create that final look but i do think it was a um i do think it was really good and really effective and i liked the whole sort of um sci-fi vibe because i love a sci-fi vibe anyway um so i do i do think all three looks were very strong i think she deserved to be, have done well i just wouldn't have picked yes, her as I, the winner yeah. no the, the person i actually would have picked as the winner which might be in the minority here is rose because i loved this bagpipes look i thought it was my favorite one of my favorites of the week it's just because of the penis pictures and the eyebrows <laughs> partly yes and i also think she really suits brown hair and I really loved the one that she made and the spinny silver bag thingies. I just thought it was cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, the bagpipes were great. I mean, God, Rosé's accent was flawless, much better than ours, I have to say. Well, she is Scottish. Um, yeah, exactly. And um, and that wig, that, that red wig was just beautiful. The hair quality was stunning. And, um, and then... And then also like Big Business, one of my favourite films of all time. I do get what their, I do get their point is that, because it did just look like sort of like she was trying to dress like her as opposed to a drag version of her. They should have, she should have been more crazy with it. But um, yeah, the, the spinning, the fact that she made that thing and when she span around, those fucking balls came out like, like you're at, yeah, like you're at the fun fair was brilliant. Uh, what did you think of Tina's presentation? Tina Burner? Well, this is where it should have been a bag of brown. She said she said she was she said she was brown but she said she was brown bagging it and she was all pissed up but it should have been needles hanging out of her. It should have been, you know, little mini baggies and an ashen face. I mean, this was the time. But um no no, she Belt just did a your arm. She, yeah, she did a drunk act and I and I get it and it was it was quite fun. I mean, she was she was good this week, but it was so weird. Like I, I feel like she wasn't really featured much in the episode at all. I feel like Tina is so predictable what she's going to do. She has a mm. shtick and she just sticks to it. And, <laughs> and this red and yellow thing. I mean, the fact she chose to make a red and yellow thing after already doing it so many times. And it looked well made out of the beanbags, but it's just like, mm. stop doing red and yellow. We get it. Like, just yeah, stop it. It's annoying. Exactly. It doesn't look good. Exactly. Her look should have been bag of shit. Because that's what it looks like. <laughs> but I did like the houndstooth, but I'm obsessed with houndstooth, so I think I just would love anything. But that was... Um, have you got any houndstooth? I haven't got any, but I just love looking at it. Like, Rue, I could look at it for hours. Um, <laughs> it does. It does. That suit does look lovely. It's very... um. 
but that I mean that middle seat was I had to say it again sorry everyone I was very sherry she was very sherry pie wasn't it that middle outfit with the hands too very much like um you know lots of crazy makeup you know yeah it was very sherry pie she hates us saying it but we're just going to keep saying it anyway until you stop wearing red and yellow <laughs> the red and yellow I mean it was so Ronald McDonald it was Ronnie McDonald it was just like but then I I already hated it, but then I had to tell myself that she had made it out of a beanbag, and that was really good. Well, it's annoying then that she made it, made it because she could have made it with different colours, and I would have yes. liked it. And she's like, I'm making my, I'm using my signature colours. You don't have to do really? it. Really? Really? <laughs> really? We had noticed! <laughs> and Joey J's gay. Tell us something else we don't know. Um, <laughs> Candy Muse, what did you make of hers? Oh. <sighs> I mean, I don't like her. I don't like her, and that's no that's no surprise. <laughs> the bag, the bag of chips was fine. I mean, I get it. I quite liked the black and white outfit. That was kind of yeah. Cute. Um, I thought it was cool. Um, but then you know, she basically dressed up for the second bit as she is. She's a fucking playground bully, so she basically ah! dressed. So she basically dressed up as one. So that wasn't even dressing up, and like, and it was, only, <laughs> and it was only, and it was only really the wig that made that outfit decent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, and the and the, and the fucking money and the money hair piece, that was terrible. That was one she brought from home, and it was like the like the pink bra and panties with a horrible money hair piece. Crap. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad, but yeah, I think uh, everyone's judging her harshly because she's being so annoying, which I guess is normal. Um, what about Utica, who's become a big talking point because of this this week? Right here we go with Utica. Okay, um, the doggy bag look was. Brilliant. She'd obviously made it herself and it was fantastic. The Chicago was um was was brilliant. And the sleeping bag dress was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on Drag Race. Mm. It was I think she was only and I agree with Rue here, the only reason I can think of is that with the first two looks, she was just grimacing and being silly too much that it took away from the style of the um of, and the and the finesse of what she was wearing. Um, and sort of like was a bit off-putting that that is the only reason I can think of why she didn't win. I agree. I did agree with what Rue said. I thought it was distracting when she was just goofing mm. around. But that mm. garment at the end, it's so impressive that she did that because that, working with such hard materials and for it to look that chic and like... Unbelievable. I mean, I know like a sleeping bag comes in like, you know, like sections of um, of like fluff in the middle to keep you warm, etc. So she must have taken two sleeping bags like that and stripped them both down to their strips and then built a whole fucking dress and cowl and hood out of... I mean, come on. The skill in that is outrageous. A lot of people are calling this the best outfit ever made on Drag Race, which Mm. for me would probably go to Roxy Andrews with her sugar ball licorice look. But this is more impressive in terms of skill. In terms of artistry, yeah. Yeah. And, And the fact that it was made to fit her body, I mean... Good Lord. Like, you could see the shape underneath it with, like, panels, perfect panelling. I mean, God. So who do you think deserve to win? Utica? Utica? Oh, uh, uh, Utica. I would give it, I would give it to Utica. I think, I mean, I fucking love Got Mick and she is one of my favourite, and one of my favourite um, queens in the whole series. I love it. I lo- and I love what she's doing. Um, but simply, simply for quality work, Utica should have won this week. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that, even though Rosie was my personal favourite. I think I think you're you're looking through rose coloured spectacles though, I think. Ah I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so they're gagging over Gottmik. So it becomes clear that Gottmik's going to win. But I feel like they're kind of pushing her to the final now. And I don't... Mm. It just feels a bit, like, inauthentic. And I don't know. But... Do you think because she's trans? Or are you not going to say that? Well, I don't want to say that. But I feel like often your storyline on Drag Race helps you whether you want to stick around or not. Like, and Gottmik is a very respected queen who like has done a lot for makeup artistry and like she knows a lot of queens so i feel like they peg people they want to get to the final and obviously being a trans contestant it wouldn't be a good look if she was eliminated early when people have been campaigning for so long for someone (laughs) trans to be properly on the show but this is the thing i think um that I agree, of course, they should, you know, trans people should be on the show and like in, um, bring it up again, it's this week's Celebrity Big Brother in Dracula <laughs> Series 3, Series three. they have a trans man on it. It's a, yeah, it's a trans man who does a, who does a drag king and, yeah. um, and fantastic. And like, and, and sometimes you get the feeling, oh, they're just saying it's fantastic because of the backstory. But I think um, I agree. I think, I think Gottmik's really exciting as a performer. I think... You know, I don't think so. I don't think you would even be able to tell that she was trans unless you were told. And I think that because she is pushing the boundaries in doing with the looks this week, it was very, it was exciting. And I think that's what excited them as opposed to, I mean, like Utica's was fantastic drag and it was beautiful and so skillful. But I think it was um, not as boundary pushing. Yeah, well, I don't think she did the best, but it's obviously good to see, after waiting so long for trans representation, to see her doing well. So that's great. Yeah, and yeah. Um, obviously we get the bottom two. Do you agree with Lala Ree versus Joey J? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love, just. I mean, this is the thing about Drag Race. I do, I mean, it was a very serious uh, moment we just had. And we've had a serious moment this week already, but I think this, it's bits like this you've just got to love. Because it's, because you're... You basically, they know their shit. So they've got to basically, <laughs> they've got to basically dance around in their crap outfits and make us laugh and stay on the show. So, I mean, back straight back down to earth. And they were the right two, yes. And like, the thing about Joey J is like, during this, during the whole judging, like it was almost, you almost, she had a, like a stony face throughout. And it yeah. was like, and it was like, there was no like, she didn't laugh once. She didn't like say anything. It was almost a little givey uppy, I thought. Hey, she injured her knee. No wonder she's not laughing along. The pain she must be in. She's, she's, <laughs> she's thinking, when when can she get her, um, you know, paracetamol? She's thinking, I'm the only gay person on this show and they're booting me <laughs> off. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> hey, but- this is crazy. I'm so gay, see? <laughs> But at least she gets to go to an amazing lip sync song, which funnily enough, I was just thinking the other day when I was listening to Iggy Azalea Fancy, how has this not been a lip sync? And then it's on straight away. So, oh, you willed it to happen. Have you met Iggy Azalea? No, thank goodness. I have. I was once doing a red carpet and she was next to me, but she was next to me as a journalist which was weird no way so like she'd just become famous and i think it was because her success came quite quickly i think she was presenting um for mtv like interviewing people oh so we're still so we're still contracted sort of thing yeah so she had to honor that commitment but fancy had just blown up and i was just next to her on the red carpet and we were like waiting for celebrities to come along i was like you're more famous than the people we're waiting for this is weird <laughs> so i was just making did small you, did talk, you talk to her yeah yeah chat to her. she was really lovely actually it's a shame that her career has gone really downhill because i mean she had some i was gonna say good songs but like did she have every- some didn't she have some quite bad press 
Oh, loads. She had that big feud with, was it pizza? Was it Domino's or was it Papa John's? Yes. And hasn't, hasn't she, re- didn't she recently dig up her cat and boil its bones? No, that's Azealia Banks. It's confusing because oh, oh, they sound similar. I'm, I'm confusing my Azealias. Azealia Banks is black and Icky Azalea is white and Australian. Oh, sorry. Very different. I think they yeah. had a big feud, so um, they were often written about together. But, oh, right. um, but we're spoilt with another great lip sync. I loved Lala Ree in this. I thought she slayed. Did you live? This was the best time I have seen. Uh, this is the best um, walk across the stage holding out a handbag thing I've ever seen from Joey J. And that was amazing. Well, apparently the she's reportedly gay, so that'll be one. <laughs> um, but for me, it was over when, I mean, obviously Joey threw the money up in the air, which has happened oh, before. Yeah. Yeah. And it, she did it at the moment where the lyrics were... Um, so much to do with cash. I forget what it was. Obviously planned. It was obviously planned though. She had them in her handbag. And then Lala Ri just absolutely twisted that around by picking it yeah. up and like, I used your own stunt against you, bitch. That, I know. You are, I made it this funnier. Is over. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. <laughs> and to and look, again, look, like, and her, and her moves and everything. I mean, the fact, the fact <laughs> what, what were you going to say? To look good. I mean, to like perform well in the atrocities she was wearing. That's I mean, what I was going to say. And it's yeah. falling apart. She's doing it. And like, and, and by the end, it's literally some sort of weird bag belt because like her tits are out and everything. And it's just like, she basically does it in nothing. So it can only have been down to her performance because it couldn't have been down to anything else. And thank God, because it means that outfit does not exist anymore. It's gone. It's over. We don't ever have to see it. It's dead. We saw it die in front of our faces. And now we need a helpline at the end of the episode for people affected by the outfit, for God's <laughs> sake. But do you think Lala Ree, do you think there's any chance she can turn it around in the competition? Because for me, no. No, I don't think so. I think she'll be she'll be around for a couple more weeks. But, you know, being being a good dancer and a good lip syncer isn't enough to win it. Um, you could see from the looks this week, you know, the bag of bones. Wasn't, I mean, it's... It's she's not up to she's not up to scratch. She's great, and I think she is, and I think with her attitude towards Tamisha, her attitude um, towards Utica when she's trying to teach her, she's she isn't her head's not ready. You know, she's not she's not winning material. Yeah, we need Denali to send her home because she's a good lip syncer, but someone's yeah. going to have to send her home because yeah. otherwise we can't have any more of this. Oh, I can hear your dog. Your dog is barking. <laughs> you know, let me just put my let me t- take my shoes off. My dogs are barking. Um, <laughs> no, she she has she actually is barking. She's um she's you're barking been, mad. She's been she's been scooped this week. She's been spayed. Well, I think you should be next. The way you carry her. She's had a she's she's had a very scooped out. I mean, I don't know if they you know they actually take anything out. I'm not a fucking veteran. This episode is sponsored by Spaying. <laughs> Have your dog scooped with us. <laughs> Gooped, gagged and scooped. Um, so Joey leaves and walks out going, I'm a gay ass bitch, I'm Joey J. So it's a shame because it was great know, to have gay representation on the show, but... Obviously, it was. We've everyone's been calling for it for years, but finally, Joey J's here, and, and we and we get to see it. And it's a shame she's, <laughs> you know, she's gone home so early, but you know. Next week, we're gonna they're gonna be dancing. It's a dance episode, so it's hard to imagine Denali will not be have another win next week. I and think. And there's gonna be fireworks as well, clearly with Candy and Tamisha. I know. Oh, is it? It's fair to say we're Team Tamisha, isn't it? At the moment. Oh my god, a hundred percent Team Tamisha because you know have some fucking respect, Candy. I'm that's why I'm Team Tamisha because like she is, you know, she as I said before, she wasn't just she wasn't 
she, like, Candy wasn't coming for her. She was coming for the whole cast. So that's why she, you know, she's the mouthpiece. And then again, this episode where she, where she does an impromptu ball for Utica. I mean, come on. She's a legend. Well, when we recapped Drag Race UK, Sam, I changed my mark by the end of the episode to match yours. Can I persuade you to do the same today? <gasps> yes. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to eight. You would. Oh. I'm going to go to eight because um, I forgot there was a lot of stuff in the workroom and all the stuff with Tamisha and I've really enjoyed recapping it. So, um, yeah, okay. Oh, I like that we influence each other. I know, right? Let's see if it happens again on Friday when we have our next Drag Race UK recap. Yay! Woo-hoo! See you then. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.